Yet another name is ruined for a poor child growing up somewhere who is named Brandon, and now that chant has taken over the internet. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to have to hear it. More importantly, AJ McCall at VFX, parents really can't use that one anymore because it is a chant. So let's say all of a sudden, you know, we're getting ready for basketball season and you've got a son named Brandon. I don't know what we're going to do now. You have to come up with a nickname. Yeah. Let's go B-Dog. B-Dog. Let's sure. go B-Dog. Sure. And the question is, which of the uh, names that have been ruined over the course of your lifetime do you feel like have been the toughest to deal with? I mean, like, for instance, for instance, one of my best friends, mom's name, Karen. Yeah. Not, not, not so fun anymore. Nope. Gone forever. <laughs> gone forever growing up i knew a kid named blair blair witch project it, kids are so unimaginative sometimes I know. It, it would just be as simple as have you, have you seen the blair witch project no no i haven't from what i've heard it's a terrible movie i haven't seen it either yeah so growing up which was the name that was the toughest to deal with or recently you got jake from state farm jake. bye felicia jake's not bad jake's a good one see i'm over here for me for my own self I hated it for like growing up. My name, McCall. I was, I always thought I was going to change it because I hated it because like kids are relentless. They talked to me about like how I was a bird and I was like, yeah, it's really clever. Oh my gosh. Wow. So funny. <laughs> so that was, that was one. That one, I used to go to therapy for that one. So I, I wanted to change my name. It's rough. Yeah. Sympathy. I didn't get to change my name. My mom was like, no. Absolutely not. I just, uh, I was going to say makes you a little bit more proud of it, but I don't know if that's how you come out on the other end. Meh. The other day, I think at the end of the day, you're just like, you're stupid. Like the people yeah, saying this stuff, that's you're like, it. this is so dumb. Because eventually that's the problem is that the jokes just get stop, stop being un- unfunny because they're the same joke over and over again. Like Jake from State Farm or by Felicia. Like if you grew yeah. up a Jake or Felicia, you definitely probably heard the jokes. And then you're like, wow, yep. I haven't heard that one. You're so funny. It's so clever. But the, the Brandon one, I think, takes it to a whole new issue just because it is a chanted phrase. So this name has now been hijacked, especially if you, again, have a Sunday brain and you're getting ready to go into basketball season or yeah. perhaps wrestling is coming up for boys sports as well. You have to come up with a nickname because next thing you know, you're starting a political but not political chant all of a sudden. And right. Like, That's the, wait, no, stop it. That's not what we're doing. Right. We're just cheering for ourselves. We're legitimately saying, let's go, Brandon. That's it. Yep. That is it. Yep. Okay. Just stop. Speaking of things on the brain, potentially ruined. Yesterday, we got into the first discussion of the season of Thanksgiving food. I can't get it off my brain. But it was about the foods that people hate. They don't want to include it in Thanksgiving. So then the question obviously becomes, what's essential for Thanksgiving? Because on this list of traditional Thanksgiving foods, there's several things I think you can cut. What is actually essential for Thanksgiving? I'm talking about the food. We're going to leave out the people, all that stuff, because then that just gets in a gray area. We're actually come back to that later. AJ McCall on VFX, because Turkey actually made the list number two for the things that people actually hate most in terms of Thanksgiving foods. So question if question is of what you perceive for Thanksgiving. And look, I'm a ham guy personally, and I think part of it is just that it's much easier to prepare a ham or anything else than it is to prepare a turkey. But if the thing that's perceived most with the holidays, the second most hated thing, I think we can finally make some cuts here. So what exactly is essential when it comes to a Thanksgiving meal? Mm, rolls. I would definitely agree with that. you got to have some kind of side carb well, I would, in my face. I mean, well, multiple side carbs because I want to go with rolls, mashed potatoes. Yes. Gravy. 
Yes. You got to have gravy with, with Thanksgiving dinner. I'm sorry. I, it's with the stuffing in it and the rolls and stuff. Yes, I agree. Yeah. The meat, I'm, in, I'm yes. Yeah. Not very often a gravy guy, but yes, I agree. Mm, that's about it. That's I mean, really, I mean, look, turkey's <laughs> important too, but if you can't spring for the turkey because it's expensive, I get it. It's fine. <laughs> Just to point out, I, I'm assuming McCall also wanted stuffing added to the list. Oh, yeah. You said stuffing, and so I was no, like, I oh, yeah, sure. stuffing. Right. Sure. Sorry, just, my bad. Just so we're all clear, McCall said dead, definitely essential rolls, mashed potatoes, stuffing, gravy, and then eh, if you can't afford that. If you can't afford turkey, I understand. It's expensive. <laughs> I'm, it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just picturing just a whole plate full of side <laughs> carbs. That's all I needed. McCall, you want any turkey? You know, take it or leave it. I'm good. I mean, I guess probably for the protein. Sure. Put a little bit on there, I guess. <laughs> I'm on board with what you said. Then we can argue about some of the other ones, like cranberry sauce was actually the number one most hated thing. Pass. Green bean casserole. I don't understand how that's associated with Thanksgiving. Also pass. That was three. Dude, I love green bean casserole. Pass. Oh, so good. On this list, though, tell me, like, we get this argument every year because I'm a mac and cheese guy, which did make this list. I don't know how people can hate mac and cheese. Coleslaw showed up on this list. Ew. Who has coleslaw for Throw Thanksgiving? The, the only way to be able to eat coleslaw is by throwing it in the garbage. I completely it's agree disgusting. with your sentiment, but how did that get tied into Thanksgiving? I have no Every idea. other thing on this list, I'm like, yeah, I understand. I've seen people have it a lot of times. I've never heard of people being like, all right, turkey, potatoes, rolls, coleslaw. Thanksgiving, let's do it. How? Yeah, I don't know. Why? I don't know. No. Pass. Oh, gross. We can lose that one. That one is not essential. It's, it's, I don't know where it came from. It got somehow left over from the summer and twisted into Thanksgiving. That's weird. Gross. And no, if you have if you have coleslaw for Thanksgiving dinner, it doesn't bump you up automatically to get your own reality television show. It's an episode. It's definitely an episode that I would probably check out just to yell at the TV. But that's the question. Like, How interesting is your life? Because Americans, I think, are a little bit overconfident in just how interesting their lives are because they're like, yeah, smack that on television. Yeah. You know, at the Halloween party I went to, someone asked me, hey, how do you and McCall come up with the stuff you talk about <laughs> on the show? And my response, because I get this, we get this question a All lot. All the time. AJ McCall for the Automatrix Group debated eight. As I said, well, generally I choose to be a train wreck so I can go on the air the next day and be like, hey, look at this stupid stuff I did. Check it out. I did dumb things, guys. Yep. My, my real answer is I said, generally try to lead an interesting life and work from that. And that's the truth of it. The question is, how interesting is your life? Because a survey was done, and because Americans are so full of themselves, the question was very simple. Would your life make an interesting reality television show? Now, not a majority, so I suppose I should back off my criticism a smidge. But still, one in four people said yes. And I got to tell you, no. One in four of you is not interesting enough to catch my attention on television. I got to, no. I don't know. I would say there is a, I love people's stories, though. See, here's, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because this is where I split. Because my answer would be no. My college years, yeah, you could extensively focus on that. And it would be interesting television because let's watch what the idiot gets into today. But I think if you were to group of people, like do like a real world, yeah, I could be part of a television show and I would contribute to storylines. Yeah. Solo dolo, no. That's why the Kardashians do it. Yeah, because they have everybody entities. in it. Frankly, it's why they change out boyfriends every three months too. Maybe. Oh, Travis Scott's in. Oh, now Scott Disick's in. What is this? The fourth time? Nobody cares. He's the favorite. Yeah. It's true, though. It is. I mean, he's, he's probably not that great a person, to be honest. I don't think so. But, oh my God, he's hilarious. He is so funny. Big fan of Scott Disick. He's, 
He's hilarious. As a television entity. In As movie. a television entity. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I feel like there's there's certain parts of my life. At one point, I was like, yes, I will make a sitcom out of my life. Right. Because it was crazy. It was a crazy period of time. I mean, it would follow me for, I don't know, maybe six months, like a six month period of time. Be okay. But I don't know. At this point, yes. The other question is, what kind of television show are you doing? Because it says reality TV, which I know what that is, but are you doing like reality faux drama? Are you doing reality comedy comedy styles? Uh, I hope not reality murder mystery. I don't know where that came. If that's the case, then your answer might be yes. And actually, I might dabble in that one. I might stumble across, but you know, I'm going to give this one a chance. You know, it's crazy, though. And I, I think I get it because it's long form, so you can do more story building and you can deal with the lulls or whatever. So 25% of people said that they think their life is interesting enough to do a um, reality TV show. But 34% of the people said they think they'd make a good biography. Oh, okay. That, to me, is really interesting. Yeah, that is. Because it is similar enough that it's it's interesting to me that there's that level of disparity, almost 10% more people. So yeah. one, one in four says TV show, in. One in three says book, definitely. Curious. I think I could write a good biography. I've done a little bit of... Just dabbling in my own stories for writing exercises. Yeah. Reality show. I mean, how many seasons are we talking? You want me to fill three seasons? Maybe. Five? Yeah. Ugh, pushing it. Five is pushing it. Ugh. That's when it starts getting weird, though, Ugh. and you start incorporating, like, otherworldly things. Like, oh, no, and then the aliens came. And then it doesn't get renewed for a fifth season. <laughs> yeah, right, because that's what it's got to be. you got to get hooked on a show, and then it's got to end Dude, on a cliffhanger. Like they got to do some <laughs> weird stuff. I don't know why. For some reason... They always do weird things. Here's the question. What would be the name of your biography and or reality television show? You got to have a catchy title. You got to suck me in with the title. Glitter Tornado? I don't know. That's on the spot. I got to be honest. That sounds like it's going to be on the E! Network. That's Oh, it should be. (laughs) That's where it sounds like it's going to be. I hope so. Somebody sponsor me. Oh, I... (laughs) I was thinking something like maybe the third time's not the charm. That's yeah, basically. Uh, That's what it sounds like it would say. <laughs> Be my catch line. You know the solid names, solid names, possible consideration for Florida not. Which frankly, I think they they dip their toes in the water. Speaking of reality television show, because you're like, all right, why wouldn't there be a Florida man reality show when it's crazy? Well, firstly, the insurance costs through the roof. To do that show, but I think they dipped their toes in the water because they decided Jersey Shores 2.0, Jersey Shores 2.0 with the Florabama Shores. Essentially, you're getting a little bit of that vibe, and yeah. then they're gonna figure it out. It's just, it's safe-ish, but you know, glitter tornado third time's not actually the charm. Definitely applicable to Florida. Not how many times do we have the same crime over and over and over again. A reality show that everyone watched, I mean, it'd be the definition of trash television, but it's just, it's it's the fire you can't look away from. It's the car crash you can't look away from. Yeah. That's Florida Not. With AJ McCall on VFX, three headlines, please. Okay, we got headline number one, which involves a lady who pulled a shotgun on a seven-year-old trick-or-treater. Good gosh. That's a lot. Um, She didn't want him trick-or-treating. Trick. Trick. Wow. Got it. It's a trick. There, I'm just, leaving now. I'll was, see you later. There had, was there stages between like knocking on the door and the shotgun? Like, excuse me, I don't have any candy? No, I don't think so. Oh, I don't think so. There's story one. Oh, story number two, a dad fought off three armed robbers on Halloween who posed as trick-or-treaters to try and get in. Bravo. Yeah. 
great i mean i wouldn't mess with people on halloween one way either way like you're the trick-or-treater not the trick-or-treater like people are nuts yes and then we've got headline number three drunk driver picked up his kid from daycare and then went back to pick him up again because he forgot that he picked him up already after he left him at the store oh (laughs) i was busy laughing at the first it took a second to register the second part yeah wow okay um please tell me you want to be arrested without telling me you want to be arrested good gosh oh yeah I'm not saying I wish for uh, having to fight off trick-or-treaters at my doorstep. I'm just saying, doesn't that scenario sound like the start of, all right, here's what happens. Trick-or-treaters come up to your door. They're actually burglars. Whatever you can find to your right is what you have to defend yourself yeah. with. Yeah. Doesn't it sound exactly it like does. that? It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ McCall, VFX. I mean, what do you think, Jamie? That's one of those scenarios, right? That's the setup. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> the answer is right now... Uh, I mean, the only thing it can move is like this pad is sticking. I'm not doing well. I'm not no, doing well. It's going no. bad for to me. To my right is nothing. So I'm, I'm <laughs> SOL, space. dude. Oh, uh, let me just reach over here. and wah! If I reach all the way around, I got a chair. <laughs> That'll do something. <laughs> That's, let's see how it worked out for him, Cotton. Three full stories, please. Okay. Story number one. A 35-year-old lady facing charges of uh, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon after she pulled a shotgun on a seven-year-old trick-or-treater on Halloween. Her porch light was on. Guys. Lady, you're not following the rules. You don't want them. You put up the sign or you turn off the light. We said this on Friday, right? What did we say? Don't have your lights on. If you don't want trick-or-treaters. Yeah. If you want trick-or-treaters, turn on your lights. Nowhere did we say pull out a shotgun. No. We never said that. No. Apparently, she just, she wasn't handing out candy. I'd say. I guess that they got called to her house last year for some sort of an issue, but obviously she's very in trouble this year. Yo, this lady has an issue with Halloween, apparently. Yeah. Cops shut down the entire street and arrested her. Oh, now her. she just ruined it for everybody else. I know. So there you go. She sucks. Story number one. Then we got story number two. Some dad fought off three armed robbers on Hall- Halloween because they posed as trick-or-treaters and forced their way into his home. Jerks. How dare he? How he, dare they? Did say how he fought him off just out of curiosity? Uh, Since we did this whole thing now. It was, it just, uh, I reached over and there was a rolling pin. <laughs> as far as I can tell, no. Um, Dad struggled to keep the armed intruder out of the house. The female ran down the stairs and fled the scene. Second male can be seen running. They forced their way inside. Story number one he and just, two. Dude, he literally fought them off. Yeah, story following, number one and two need to switch. Following the incident, a neighbor told the victim's eight-year-old son that his dad is Superman. I mean, yeah, that yeah. tracks. Yeah. That tracks. So there's story two. And then story number three, a guy was drunk when he picked up his child from daycare oh, on Friday. Uh, he then left the kid behind at a store by mistake, forgot that he'd already picked him up, thought, oh, crap, I need to go pick up my kid. Went to go pick up the kid at daycare. Daycare was like, ah, uh, you already, you already got the kid. You already got That's him. That's pretty bad. <laughs> this is bad. So, um, anyway, this devastating invisible toddler costume or invisible kid costume. He insisted. No, you're wrong. I don't <laughs> have the kid. Do you see him? Do you see him? No. How He's dare here. he? Anyway, luckily the kid's fine. Back oh, with his gosh. mom. This guy facing drunk driving, facing charges for drunk driving and child neglect. Like, it was his uh, his stepchild. So there you go. Three crazy stories. Uh, so, Jamie, obviously story number two we can rule out because while nuts, the focal point of that story is a hero. So definitely not Florida or not. 
Because we're here looking for the dumb criminal. So now we got the lady with a shotgun and the dude who made just drove all over town, leaving his kid who knows where. Uh, and so I think you could go either way. I kind of want to err on the side of funny because, like, number one is just sad and in so many ways. Like, I, how does that kid deal with that? The neighborhood got shut down. The lady ruined it for everything. Whereas three, don't be wrong, is sad, but at least the kid was safe. While he made back and argued, like, I don't have the kid. Give me my kid. I mean, your ultimate call, though, story one or three? I think it's story number three. Number three. Okay, so we're on the same page here. It's going to be really sad. Ha! It's not going to be sad. Ha ha! It's going to be sad. Boohoo! If it's story number one, McCall, is it story number three? It is. Congratulations! Yes, we've got you qualified to win. The gift card will be given away at the end of the month for Logan Lane's. Hang on the line, and we'll grab some info from you. Okay? Oh wow! Congratulations. Um, where was the shotgun at? Who doesn't believe in trick or treating? Happened in Austin, Texas. Come on, it's Texas. Yep. Come on, two on the nose, Texas. This is- Congratulations to Jamie. She wins Florida Not Odd VFX. Look, we're already in the Thanksgiving mindset, so why don't we talk about the fact that there's a new Thanksgiving-flavored ice cream? No. Because, of course, and it's your question, no, it's not dessert-flavored. Why would that be the answer? Of course not. Who doesn't want chunks of meat in their ice cream, right? Everyone thought, like, this is an area that ice cream has totally glossed over, and I'm so mad that they're missing it. Right? Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. AJ McCall at VFX. Ready found out that freaking coleslaw is apparently an option. Disgusting. For Thanksgiving. And why apparently an option? I mean, people actually do it. Please don't do it. That You're a monster. You're the an only, absolute monster. The only way that I can think that, yes, they do, is if you just go to, like, KFC and get it the night before. And then just, like, load up. Still like a monster. Your, your chicken, instead of turkey, you do, like, chicken, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, and coleslaw. Get look, it in a bucket. Look, as someone who has to regularly defend the use of mac and cheese in Thanksgiving year in and year out in Cache Valley, I respect the solution you've come up with, but that's not Thanksgiving. That is, we decided not to do Thanksgiving at all. So that doesn't mean the coleslaw gets folded in. It's still, oh, okay. it's, it's still separate. It's doing the barbecue thing. Oh. You just happen to eat it on that day. Oh, okay. Get out of here, coleslaw. All right. <laughs> but there's an ice cream that is being made, caramelized turkey and cranberry, cranberry sauce. It's got turkey bacon mixed in. So, turkey bacon? Yes. Ew. No actual chunks of light or dark meat, but it's ice cream with turkey in it. Cranberry what? sauce, Why? thyme, ground pepper. Uh, it's one of five Thanksgiving flavors they're selling as part of their Friendsgiving series. Zesty. All the rest of them, by the way, all these great. Salted buttercream. House to me. House rolls with salted buttercream. Great Give it a shot. Great choice. Sweet Love potato that. pie with double baked almond streusel. Okay. Pumpkin and ginger snap pie. Okay. And candied walnut cheesecake. That's great. Candy walnut cheesecake sounds delicious. I agree. I want that yesterday. I'm on board with all of those. I'm good with all of them, except the one with chunks of turkey in it. Yeah. That sucks. Those are the people that eat coleslaw. The people that are going to eat that ice cream are the same people that eat coleslaw. Look, just because the holidays are coming too, and I know you're going to be in a hurry because you got to run out to get this thing or get to get that thing or you forgot this thing, whatever it is. Still have time to take four extra seconds to park correctly. Otherwise, yeah, please. You will be made fun of relentlessly and be featured in park narks. Just because we're going into the holiday season and you forgot to be prepared, or maybe you just had a brain fart. I can give you an honest plea on that one. AJ McCall at VFX doesn't mean you get to park like a jerk. No. So that being said, you end up in a position where like nominee number one who decided to skirt skirt legitimately 
sliding into two of uh, the rectangles with the stripy lines that say no and a special needs spot because solely dibs, but also, look, it's just going to be a second. I cannot even attempt to park, park straight. It's fine. It's not a big deal because, no, that's, that's not going to fly here. Everybody else can just deal with it. That's usually the excuse that gets thrown around. No. Like parking in front of a fire hydrant. It's only going to be two seconds. No. And a fire happens. But like, it was only two seconds. Well, you know what? No. I'm pretty sure they they uh, they will forcibly remove your vehicle in that they situation, will. too. Yes. FYI. Or nominee number two. Look, the holidays are about spending time with, or a big part of the holidays is about spending time with family and loved ones. So it's great that nominee number two has a buddy that will park like an idiot with him so he doesn't feel so dumb for doing it. Of course, they could have saved themselves both a lot of humiliation and just, you know, adjusted slightly and been fine, right? Right. But hey, friends that park like idiots together, stick together. Nominee number two, vote for the ones that annoy you the most. Utah's VFX. Friday, we'll find out which one is the most annoying in cash value this week, which will qualify them for the end of your tournament, which I don't know if you checked, but today's November 3rd. Yeah. So we're kind of there. Going to be better prizes as we narrow our way down to find who is the worst parker in 2021. Still get those nominees in. If you see bad parking, safely take a picture, send it. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Utah's VFX. Now, with uh, COVID, there's been some changes in the workday, right? Working from home has become a thing, but there's always uh, been a little bit of flexibility schedule if you had the option between, like, doing, let's say, five eights or four tens in terms of hours a day. So the question then becomes, would you rather work more hours a day for more time off or less hour a days but more times during the week? Especially the holiday season where we're starting to get to that slowdown, right? Everything kind of slows down until the new year. Now... Being offered more time off during the weekends may sound like a no-brainer, but the question is, are you good if it meant that you had to, you know, suck it up? Like going from five eight-hour shifts to four ten-hour shifts. Can you do that? AJ called VFX. Would you rather Wednesday, would you rather work more hours a day but have longer weekends or work few hours a day with more work days? This is a hilarious conversation because... I have been having this conversation for years, years, because I would hands down prefer to work longer work days with more weekends. It's the most simplest answer for me. However, I don't have children, so I don't know if that would uh, change. But I, I don't know, because essentially you'd still be paying like a. Like somebody, whether it's daycare or, you know, grandma or whoever, to watch your kid for a longer time. Because essentially, if I could work like four tens and then be off for three days, yeah, done. Oh, yeah. My buddy that works in Colorado, he got that schedule. He's like, oh, every week, three-day weekends. Oh, yeah. man, it's the worst being me. And I was like, that sounds, I'm going to be honest, pretty awesome. Yeah. I would love that. I'm with you, too. The, that, to me, the answer is the unquestionable answer because while I can understand having more time to the of the day if you picked the like say six sevens just for math's argument doesn't work totally work out but for for that sake but six sevens like the thing that would suck about that is was it like you you sacrificed really an hour and a half when you do the math correctly right maybe yeah and so is it worth it because I say no, because then the big thing is that you gave up an hour and a half a day to get just one day at the end of the week. Right. Hard pass. Yeah. Because that gets exhausting because then you're like, all right, even though you have more time during the day and maybe you're more functioning adult than I am, but I, 
I get errands done during the week, but usually, you know, you save your stuff for the weekend. That's when you're going to get all the stuff really done. And sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But that's, like, you can't just, like, unwind, I feel like. When I was in, uh, when I was working in New Mexico, that's what I felt like happened to me. I worked Monday through Friday. Saturday, I was usually doing something and had to be in the studio for a good chunk of the day anyway. So then I was working Monday through Saturday. And then Sunday, I just wanted to relax and try and mentally unwind so nothing got done. It just, it just perpetually spirals further and further down. And it was, it was awful. Yeah. It was the absolute worst. Yeah. So I'm with you. Four tens. Yeah. Three thirteens. I might think about it. I might think about it. I might be there and be like, you know what? Yeah. Four-day weekend, six, whatever the math is, I lost it. <laughs> Let's not put me in that career path because I don't know what it is. Just tell me where you need me and when for how long, and I'll celebrate the days off. But yep. I'm with McCall. Unque- unquestionably, yep. the answer is sh- longer work days, more weekends. Yes. That is the trade. Yes. Pick for yourself, though. Would you rather Wednesday, the Thermo Fisher poll of the day? Uh, would you rather work more hours during the week for longer weekends or less hours during the workday but more work days? You make your choice. Of course, vote. Utah's VFX on our Instagram story for the poll of the day. Yesterday, we're talking about uh, would you have your own reality show? Would you have your own autobiography? Because if that's the case, you know what you need? A little bit of drama. Oh, good. We got drama in the form of uh, friends fighting about how you split up the bills when one's crashing with the other. Well, uh, somebody sent us a message apparently over this past weekend. They actually went to go visit their friend and stayed overnight in the town they went to, but they didn't stay. So there's one very important question. Mm. Maybe just maybe all that drama from yesterday could have been avoided if you didn't stay there. When, though, does it become time to be like, you know what? I appreciate the offer, but I'll just I'll just get a hotel. I'm not saying that your friends or family don't love you and wouldn't put you up if they absolutely needed to it's just we're all adults now and kind of like our own space yeah aj mccloud vfx so yesterday we got into this discussion because someone was crashing with a friend for a month because their house was getting renovated and the friend was like here's half of all the bills you have to pay it and was looking for sympathy in terms of like this is ridiculous and the answer ultimately we thought was somewhere in the middle Thought it was a little bit ridiculous to have to split all the bills, but also thought it was a little bit ridiculous to think you only had to chip in for groceries. Like, it's somewhere in the middle. We got a message. Hey, Jay McCall, I heard that story. One I'm referencing. And let's just say, I'm so I'm a bit older. I've been friends with my friends for over 30 plus years. This weekend for Halloween, I actually went out of town to see some of them. And I actually stayed overnight Friday night. Well, in calling them to talking about them, they let me know, not so subtly, that it would not be convenient to stay over. Well, it was fine. So Friday night, I went and hung out with them. I got a hotel, and I left Saturday morning. I stayed, uh, stayed, made the drive home no biggie. It would have been uncomfortable to stay at their houses. But even a year ago, it would have been no problem. My real question is, has anyone else noticed a change post-COVID after your conversation yesterday? Hmm. That's a great question. I haven't. I think so. Yeah, I have not. I'm going home for the holidays and planning on crashing, and I'm—I've made him aware. I've made my—I'm fr- going home to stay with a friend. When I when I go home, I stay with a friend as opposed to my parents' house, which is a little bit more free, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he hasn't said anything. That's interesting. Cause, uh, I mean, cause the other question to get into is what age do you stop doing that? And I think it's really just once you—I think it's your own. Like, it's determined by the person who owns the house, obviously, but I think for everybody else, it's kind of when you get to that same mindset where you're like, I don't want you crashing my place. So you start thinking about how, well, I don't want you crashing 
I don't want to crash your place because I wouldn't let you crash in mine. Like we're all adults. Like you get a hotel. We have our own space. We have to worry about it. Especially like I live in a tiny apartment, so like it's just it's cramped. I don't mind doing it. My buddy that comes up from Colorado, he asks if he could stay, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, it's fine for sure. But he has to sleep on a living room couch. Like that's what happens because fun fact about me and my brother actually. We've both moved a couple times across the country, and our families asked us both times, hey, do you have a second bedroom? And my brother, for his first two places, did, mm-hmm. because they had guests in and out. And everybody asked me, are you going to get one? I said, no. And they said, why not? I said, I'm not going to pay for an extra bedroom for three weeks out of a year. You might use it. Potentially, right. There's 49 other weeks it's just going to sit there. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. So- I don't blame you. But it's an issue. I don't think it's. I, I, in my particular friend circle, have not noticed a change. I think it'd be interesting to say that it might go the other way, just from the standpoint of. Uh, and we're actually going to talk about this a little bit later. But you would think post isolation be kind of nice to have people a little bit close. But it could be just the fact that it's a huge adjustment. No one's been around. No one's been around. Now everyone's in your space. Pass. Pass. Hard pass. I'm panicking. Leave me alone. It's interesting. Yeah, I think so too. What age would you stop staying in someone? I think once you become sort of independent on your own, you kind of respect and realize, eh, should probably stop. What age I will uh, never understand anything at is uh, how you go stand in a hospital, get no service whatsoever, and then come out with a several hundred dollar bill. How? How did that happen? If you were to go into the ER, stand there for several hours, see no one, and then got fed up and left, how much would you expect to pay for that trip? No dollars. No No dollars, Bob. Seems reasonable. I think if you went to the board, 100% of people said no dollars. AJ McCall on VFX. Well, for one woman in Atlanta, um, not exactly what happened. See, because she got home, didn't get to see the anybody. She had a minor head injury. No doctor. Nobody saw her. She just finally left after waiting seven hours. Oh, my gosh. Then she got a piece of mail that said, hey, by the way, $700. You owe us $100 for every hour that you stood here because we had to pay for the lights. That's basically what I'm getting from that. You have to pay everybody's salary for those seven hours. Apparently, so, of course, she complained very reasonably. Weird. The email she got said you get, quote, charged before you are seen, not for being seen, which makes no physical sense in any realm of possibility ever. No. Like, I guess if that's what's, I guess if it's written though, if you have it documented when you sign the paperwork and that's what they're saying on the paper, like, hey, just so you know, you will be charged whether you're seen or not. If that's within the legalities of the contract that you sign when you first get there and you sign in, sure. But if not, no, I think not. To your point, yes, but I think it's also for, I mean, I, I don't know. Who knows when the doctor finally got available? She left after seven hours, which, look, yeah. I understand there are taxing issues on the medical facilities in a lot of places right now, but for sure, that's a long time. She yes. gave it a shot. She waited her fair share as far as I'm concerned. And then to be like, you know what? You still owe $700. I'm going to be honest. No, no, she doesn't. She doesn't. Because at the end of the day, you're supposed to pay for services rendered. Services rendered? No. So the uh, hospital was was sought out for Comet, of course, and their response was, uh, we're going to follow up with her. Yeah, good idea. I would think so, because while one call may be correct, there may be some legality there in terms of a contract signed, the PR nightmare is going to be just awful, unmitigating. Oh, just a tsunami. 
Could you of even just imagine? Mean comments. Ugh, be so gross. And again, it's not not because they were busy. I understand. Look, can't can't complain about that. And then and tell people, hey, you got to be patient with fast food places. Out of the control. But charging her for not to having services rendered would be like going there, standing at Burger King forever, not getting the Whopper that I want for whatever reasons what I'm picking. And then they're like, hey, by the way, they mail me a bill. You owe us four bucks. No, I don't think so. I didn't order anything. Mm. Nah, you were there, though. We, we charged you beforehand because we knew what you wanted. Mm, that's a negative. I will not be paying you. No, thank you. About that. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, so the only the only terrifying thing is I don't think the, the hospitals have a terrifying mascot. The Burger King, super creepy. So if you showed up at my house, I might cave and just give them their $4. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. wow. That's that's being an adult. That's that's being an adult right there is dealing with that stuff. And then the answer is like, I don't know. I once had my cable go out. Just service went out. I had to go. I was on the phone for two hours. I talked to five different people. And their answer was, we don't know. We'll have to send somebody out. And my answer was, no, it was on 15 minutes ago. You can put it back on. Yeah. I got to the fifth person two hours in. And she goes, oh, okay, five minutes in, solved. Everything's fixed. I'm like, why were you able to solve this? And everyone else was like, I don't know. We're going to have to send somebody out to your house. It's going to be next week. No, that's not how we're going to do this. It's being an adult. It's dealing with stuff that should not be a problem, but for some reason is. Speaking of which, also, it's it's polite to not use curse words when dealing with people that you you know generally don't dis, you generally dislike. It's called being an adult too. There's corporate speak, as it were. Mm-hmm. You know, you say things like "per my last email," as opposed to "listen here, you blind son of a." That's what you do. Yes. Uh, apparently, though, for the holidays, a lot of people going to be with company they do not prefer. I think it's a bit exaggerated. Okay. Well, I can appreciate the overdramatic response as much as anybody else. Let's. Uh, backtrack just a smidge oh okay aj and mccall for the automatrix group debated eight on vfx survey came out and said that a third of people will spend the holidays with at least one person they dislike to which the answer is duh like this this gets exaggerated in one of two ways one acting like that's unique right two the acting like dislike means something way stronger okay it's one of two ways because like I'm not saying that everyone is this way, but the odds of you putting a group of people together and Mm -hmm. one of them being someone that you're not fond of are probably pretty good. Mm -hmm. So saying like, hey, I'm going to get together with friends slash family that I don't see very often and -and so-and-so is going to bring their husband who's a douche or that cousin's there that always picks on me or says, oh, I'm just joking at the end. Like, yeah, yeah, that's probably going to happen. Right. The problem is, is that if it's just dislike, oh, boo-hoo. There's someone you wouldn't spend time with and oh well, right? Like right. that's what blows my mind is I think this is drummed up. Their safe way was done to be like, oh, look how bad it is. And don't get me wrong. Like I am not the one to lecture on forgiving and forgetting when it comes to family. I'm just pointing out the statistical likelihood of this. Yes, this happening. Like, okay, great. You guess what? There's plenty of other people there. Unless you're like somehow got roped in a couple plans and you're there's four of you and one of them you don't like. I don't like those odds. I don't care for that. Then you have to make do. But if you're a group of family and it's like one of three, one of uh, three Americans are like, oh, somebody there is going to be someone I'm not particularly, I don't care for. I would, I w- would not invite them to go to a concert. Oh, no. That's not going to be great. Oh, you'll be fine. Right. I just feel like it's a bit exaggerated. It's like the, it's like the reality show thing yesterday. Be like, okay, tone it down a smidge. Let's put a little perspective on this. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's ultimately... Not completely. Do not allow toxic people in your life, family or not. But ultimately, 
Thanksgiving is about getting together and hopefully at least putting in practice the ideals of forgive and forget and be thankful for what you have because you never know and all those cliches that seem hollow in the moment but then ring true when you unfortunately experience them. Right. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, if it doesn't work, great. You got to do it for Christmas maybe one more time and then you just chalk it up and we'll just run through 11 more months and we'll do this all again. Piece of cake. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of holidays, in an age where obviously divorce is prevalent, in an age where, uh, you know, with significant others, you got families here, you got families there. How specific do you have to get with your plans when it comes to the holidays? Because it's getting to the point where I feel like I need to make almost a daily itinerary. Oh. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot. Yeah. May the heavens above and whatever entity you believe in send you power and sheer force of will to get through Thanksgiving if you've got to do multiples in a day. Because, look, AJ McCall at VFX, while everyone says that they understand, if you don't like stuff your point to the stuff your face to the point of exploding at an individual's Thanksgiving, they're hurt a little bit. They are. It cuts them to their core. Happens. And so Thanksgiving maybe a little bit. Christmas is, I think, notorious for being very similar. My question is, when it comes to the holidays... How detailed do you get with telling people, all right, I'm going to be here then, and I'm going to be here then, and this is what I'm going to do? Because it's getting to the point that I feel like I need to make an itinerary. You probably do. See, because I have three households to hit for Christmas, potentially three households to hit for Thanksgiving, several friends to see. And look, I get it. I understand. Please take my slight, slightly serious, but mostly sarcastic complaining with a grain of salt. But like... It gets obnoxious when I'm like, I'm coming home. And then it becomes about, let's let's wrestle each other to figure out who gets to see me the most. And I'm like, I'm trying to work everybody in. And it gets to the point where making it, like, I've, I've told people, like, this day I'm going to do this. This day I'm going to do this. These days are open. Because I don't want them fighting and being like, hey, what gives? I'm like, I told you. This is your day. You said this worked. This is your day. And it's getting to the point where I'm like, I'm going to make a detailed, like, minute-by-minute schedule. So be like, sleep to approximately nine. Get up. And blah, 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 blah. So then I can't have any argument, but like, this is what I decided. This is set schedule. No argument, done deal. And I'm curious as anybody else finds yourself in at least some similar of a predicament when it comes to dividing up holidays. Because ultimately, they want to see me, and it's great, and I love them. But also, it gets exhausting and kind of defeats the whole point of it where I'm trying to run around with like a chicken with my head cut off, trying to get to all the places I want to because specifically, we got to fight about, okay, an extra minute here. Hey, stay just a little bit longer there. Look, I only come home once every year or so. I got to see everybody. Lord knows you ain't coming out to Utah for whatever reason. Can't get you out here. So how detailed an itinerary do you got to get into? How detailed schedule do you got to get into for the holiday specifically? Because these next two are the notorious ones. For the most part, when it comes to like Dustin and I and our runaround schedule, um, usually it's like, this is the one day that we're going to be here. This is the other day that we're going to be here. And if you're unhappy with it, tough because it's my life, not yours. Sucks to suck. End of story. 68255, the number to text, start your text with VFX. Uh, how, uh, how much of a struggle is it to, for you to div- divvy it up? Cause I'm with you at the end of the day, I'm with McCall where you're just like, look, it's just, it is what it is either deal or if you're going to be pouty about it, then I guess we can strip down the time. And I hate doing that, but the thing is, is like, the whole point is to see people. And so then the, the turning around and claiming that they didn't see enough and be like, okay, well, I did what I could. I'm trying as hard as I can. And instead of focusing on, you know, the time we had together, 
you focus on the time we didn't have together, mm-hmm. which, to be fair, is a little bit out of everyone's control. Right. Because I got to see everybody. It's trying to work in seeing everybody. So itinerary, here we come. I don't know how to plan. I don't want to set an alarm, though. It's part of the point of the holiday, so I don't have to figure out. I mean, we'll get up sometime between 10 and noonish, and then the day will start, and we'll go from there. It's going to be like one of those choose-your-own-adventure. Like, if I get up by this time, we're going to do this. If I don't get up by this time, well, there's going to be a little bit slightly different schedule. So yeah. Let's see what I come up with. Now, Gen Z will not say that they're coming for millennials, but then when you try and say we're going to end a bunch of stuff millennials are responsible for, contextually, there's really only one way that goes. Apparently, Gen Z is set out with the idea that they wanted to end the bad relationships that generations have between generations. Specifically, one reference is millennials versus boomers. Okay. AJ McCall at VFX. This list was put together um, talking about things that uh, Gen Z has like gone against, things that they find ridiculous that older generations do, specifically millennials. And when you say that, okay, so you start out, we want to improve the generational relationship. That's great. And then you're like, all right, here's stupid stuff you do that we don't want to do anymore. I'm like, okay, kind of sounds off the track and counterintuitive. But some of them include cable television, which yeah, I feel like I mean, sort of. I feel like it's kind of on the way out anyway. I think a lot of people have kind of jumped on that one. Just with streaming services and stuff, you know. Is avocado toast still a thing? Because that made the list. Oh well, I don't understand. I don't understand everybody's freaking hatred towards avocado toast. I'm not over here like, ill. You drink mimosas. You're stupid. Ew, you like boba tea? You're stupid. Just let me eat my damn avocado on my toast. It's not that big of a deal. It was grouped together in what they classified as expensive hipster foods. Let me enjoy the things I enjoy. But remember, for the love. Remember, they're they're not they're trying to improve generational relationships, right? They're not insulting anybody. I don't understand how that improves anything. I'm with you. That's the point I'm making. And this is the, remember, I'm the oldest of four. McCall's the oldest of four. So we actually have Gen Z siblings. Yeah. So we're we're the great bridging of the gap. The other thing I think is where this list I think is bad because I feel like what happened is they tried to take stuff and then. Like another one that uh, made the list was said choosing a financially stable job over their dream job and then regretting it. Yeah. And that I think would be applicable to a lot of generations, but correct me if I'm wrong, social media, specifically in my YouTube and stuff like that, where all of a sudden doing what you wanted to, game streaming, I guess you give more credit to Gen Z, but that all exploded under millennials, which to me is like the definition of a dream job because those are the things, at least initially when I was a kid. You can't play video games the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That is fully an option now. There are people who make good living playing video games for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is I look, I don't, I don't know if you necessarily class it as a dream job, but millennials have have what mainstreamed mobility. How many articles have you read that said that uh, m- millennials are not loyal to the workplace because they chase opportunities, they'll chase paydays? So I'm like, I, I. I for trying to improve, as this list is put together, trying to improve things that millennials apparently, quote, got wrong, I feel like there's a little bit of a couple typos here and there. But like, you know, There's a couple things I think millennials actually didn't do or did do already that kind of just trying to cross the finish line with and be like, look what we did. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of what yeah. I'm getting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. I never got avocado toast. I'm just not a big avocado Dude, guy. It's so good. I I genuinely love it. There's just I, I, I like it. Okay, if 
you if you say you if you say I can't have avocado I'm not Gen toast, Z in it right now. if you say I can't have avocado toast, you can't have a turkey bacon club. I would agree. No with that. avocado for you. That was what I was gonna say. Is that I love avocado on like toasted sandwiches. It's like, like that. Like a turkey bacon club. One of my favorite favorite dishes is like a avocado toast with like um tomatoes and then like a balsamic vinaigrette and then like some feta cheese delicious parmesan cheese i don't remember what the cheese is it's shredded it belongs in my mouth that's all i care about okay it's so good and if i enjoy it and i don't want to spend five dollars on a mcchicken sandwich how dare you first of all i love that sandwich it's a great sandwich it's a great sandwich don't get me wrong but if i don't want to spend i don't want to spend the money there i want to spend the money here let me do it okay let me do it you know what? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna text my sister. Like, all right, let's do this. Let's have this out. We're gonna Gen have Z, this conversation. Gen Z versus millennials. We're gonna fight. I just I like avocado toast. <laughs> Speaking of uncomfortable or or whatever, apparently, fun fact: being isolated most of last year was actually good for you. So you're welcome, says COVID. I think there's a couple details that were missed along the way, but that's what the study said. Good news, extended periods of being alone was great for you. Nice. AJ McCall on VFX. A study was done in the Frontiers in Psychology, a medical journal, and it said that being isolated so much last year outweighed the negatives. We picked up new hobbies. We went on more walks. We learned to be more self-sufficient and became more competent because of it. Common sense was eradicated across the board. Problem is, is that they say that, but the study also didn't factor in the negative ways, didn't okay. account for it. Um, heck, even the introduction to this whole thing says, sure, you've gained 20 pounds. Oh, nice. But also this stuff. And ultimately, I think that's the case, because like, I think everybody had sort of the same reaction initially, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, time off work. Heck yeah, I'm going to get so many activities done. Yeah. All those DIY projects got started. Of course, injuries related to DIY projects skyrocketed. skyrocketed. I'm not going to talk about that, though. No. <laughs> so there's that stuff, but then it mentally became much more taxing, and I think became, uh, I'm kind of curious if you can make the argument it societally pushed us in a different direction in terms of the fact that I think people not so much became introverted, because you can have different responses to both of that, but made it so that people are just generally less likely to want to be in crowds. Yeah. Because, you know, like we talk all the time, right, how the explosion of the Internet and specifically I feel like social media and dating apps has made it so that common conversation is much more difficult to have. And that's that's more, I think, over the course of time and convenience. But if something this drastic happened, there's got to be some kind of push one way psychologically and societally. And I would say generally more introverted. I'm kind of curious to see how, you know. Sporting events seem to be going well. Concerts seem to be okay. Mm-hmm. But in general, I wonder if there's going to be long-term effects in terms of people just being like, yeah, you know what? I'm good being a little bit less surrounded by people. You know, I would think so. I'm currently at a in a position where um, I have been going into different places. Like I went into Ross a couple of days ago. I was standing in line. And I still give people, you know, a decent amount of space. There are some people that do not still believe in giving anybody any sort of space. And it's like, look, I don't care if you want to space six feet apart. That's fine. The one thing I really appreciated was that spacing, though. I have become very aware of my personal bubble. And once you start getting close to my personal bubble, I will back into you. I have no shame about it. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't realize you were standing right on top of me. 
Hello? Please don't. That's one of the areas, too, though. You mentioned the story that I think about it that I think will be will carry over, right? Remote working exploded and has become much more of a common practice. Oh, yeah. Automation, I think, already generally in, in society becomes more and more common. But like the Southside Walmart is pretty much all self-checkouts now. Yeah. And I think that it completely has to do with, I think it was a response sort of to the worker shortage, but also just be like, look, we'll just let people do their thing. Yep. Go do your thing. We'll leave you alone. We don't have to worry about it. Which I am good with. It depends. Like, if I'm going to go make, like, a $300 grocery store trip, I don't want to just bring, put item in bagging area. It's in the bagging no, area. No, I just put it in the order. <laughs> bagging area. Yeah, yeah, but then, look, you've had your set issues with that as well. I've only had one. It was a notable one. It was. It was, like, two hours. I hated that's, that. That's a long time. I hated that for I, me big time. AJ McCall on VFX. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter. It's joined together. AJ, A-N-D-M-C-C-A-L-L. Facebook and uh, Instagram and Twitter, all three. VFX's Facebook roulette. We're going to go scouring through our friends to find something great to end the day by posting on the VFX Facebook page, AJ Knight. McCall Taylor, if you're friends with us, well, that's how you get to play. So, McCall, what do you got? Well, I landed on the things post. It just says the thing. So, okay, I'll go with that. Uh, landed on Jack Skellington. And it says, you look stressed. Me. Thanks. It's probably all of the stress. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, it's totally fair. fair. Get that all the time. Uh, I landed on a friend of the show, John Olson. Uh, I've seen this tweet a couple times, but I love it. It's a picture of a tweet. It says, uh, the Twitter account's called Classy Warfare. It says, the war on Christmas cannot end until Christmas stops its illegal occupation of November. It's fair. And underneath, he commented, he replied to himself. He says, I'm calling on the Klaus regime to return the borders agreed upon in the Black Friday agreement. That's awesome. I love it. I love this tweet. You can win. Yay! The AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor. Find and add us across all social media. Same with AJ and McCall. Park Narcs happens on Utah's VFX. So if you have a nominee to submit or you haven't voted yet, Utah's VFX for both. Uh, search for AJ and McCall on YouTube to see all the video stuff we've done, including after shows previously. We're now on Twitch for that, Mondays and Fridays. And then search for AJ and McCall anywhere podcasts are if you miss anything. Yep. The show. Things of years past, Florida not debated eight days all there. Until tomorrow for the AJ McCall show. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.